Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. And the purpose of this podcast is to uh, really shine light on what it's like living up here in Alaska from people who actually do currently live up here and let you guys see what that authentic experience looks like. I'm um, coming not just from me. And today we're going to be answering a very important set of questions that a lot of people get as they're moving up here. And that is, you know, we're looking at, at renting up here and what does, what our options look like? How do we really succeed if we're wanting to, to rent when we initially get up here? So obviously I, I work in real estate and this isn't something I haven't talked too much about in the past, but I do want to make sure we provide content for you. That's, that's still going to be useful for those of you who aren't able to buy right off the bat. So to answer some of those questions for you, I was lucky enough to bring on Eric Boltman with Real Property Management, uh, Last Frontier, and he is a property manager working here in, in Anchorage in the Matsu Valley as well, and he is going to be answering some of those questions for you, and it's going to be coming straight from um, straight from the, uh, the professional on the property management side. So please welcome Eric Boltman to the episode. Hey, man, thanks for being Thanks for bringing me back on. <laughs> hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for being yeah. coming back. Um, so let's go and just jump right into it here. Um, why, I guess right off the bat here, um, why in your opinion would someone want to rent versus buy when they, they first get up here to Alaska? You know, both from your perspective as a property manager, but then also as someone who actually lives up here and has gone through the process of moving up here yourself. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I was already home, uh, homeowner um, when I moved up here, um, but I own, so I was stationed at um, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City at the time. So um, I bought a property there, you know, really timed the market well right before the uh, 2007-2008 crash. So I, you know, I owned a home. Um, I knew I wanted out of Oklahoma and I wanted to come to Alaska, but didn't have a job lined up yet. Um, so my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, um, and she and I moved up here and we, we rented initially. So we first, we rented from an old buddy of mine that I used to teach rock climbing with. And then, um, um, then we started, you know, renting your typical, like two bedroom, one bedroom apartments. Um, I would say like, why would you want to rent? Um, it's, you know, like any, I've, you know, if you've been in the military, you've probably bounced around a bunch of different towns and you never really know a town till you've lived there for a little bit. And, um, you know, what kind of neighborhoods do you want to live in? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, renting can be a great way to, uh, get started. I mean, obviously I think you should, you know, even though I have a dog in the fight of I'd like everybody to rent, obviously, because I'd, I'd make more money. But I think if, you know, if you want to if, if you want to build wealth, you got to eventually buy. But it's not a bad idea to rent a place for that first little bit. Get a sense of town. Um, you know, once you, you know, got a job lined up, kind of get an idea of what the commuting schedule is going to be like, that kind of thing. Right. I mean, I know from my side, I, I definitely make money when, you know, when people buy properties. But um, on the flip side of that, though, I do know that renting serves a very important function, and it's to kind of give you that flexibility when you're you're first moving to an area, yeah. and really you you kind of need that flexibility for people who might not you know have been up here for 
you know, the entire, you know, summer and winter. Cause I know people come up during yeah. the summertime, it's beautiful. And they don't realize we've got this thing called winter and it's, it's a different experience. <laughs> Alaska is a different ball game. I mean, it really is. It's I've always, you know, when I first moved up here, I'd tell friends that like, it's as close as you can get to moving out of the States while still being in the States. You know, it's like Alaska and Hawaii are very much like that. We're just so, so different. Yep. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's go and do this then. Let's assume real quick that you are uh, somebody who is out of state and you're looking for properties to rent Mm-hmm. Um, in kind of the the South Central area, mm-hmm. for you, just with your knowledge of what properties um, are and kind of the insides, you know, view on on things and what their what their significance are. What mm-hmm. are some things that you're going to be looking for if you're out of state and and looking at properties online? So, um, as far as it depends on what kind of housing you need um, and what your budget is. So. Let's start from let's start kind of from the bottom and we'll 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 work our way up slowly. So if you're looking at an apartment, you're probably the one you're gonna want to I mean the ones you probably want to live in are gonna start at around a thousand, let's say eleven hundred to be safe. Um, eleven to thirteen is a good eleven to thirteen hundred dollars a month is a good good place to be in as far as a budget. You can get a, a nice one bedroom or a decent two bedroom. Um you will probably have community uh, washer and dryer in a unit like that. Um, there's a lot of them. So, I mean, maybe not relative to like larger cities, but, you know, for Anchorage, there's a lot of them. Um, you're going to, those are going to be a little bit harder to find in the Matanuska Valley, which is the bedroom community just north of Anchorage and Eagle River. Um, Eagle River, not so many either, um, but they're out there. Uh, so 11 to 11 to 12, um, then uh, once you get up into that 13 and above, you'll start to see condos. Condos can be a great um, avenue. You also see some of the nicer uh, multifamily housing that will have washer and dryer in unit. As you bump past around that kind of 15 to 16 mark, you'll start seeing garages. Um, the this is a good time of year. You know, we're recording this, um, you know, mid-March. Uh, so this is a good time to be moving up. Typically, you're going to see the most movement around that um, April, May, June timeframe. So um, not to say that you can't find housing elsewhere, but that's when you're going to have the most uh, stuff to choose from. And then, um, but you'll get better prices when there's snow on the ground, you'll get a better price, but you'll have fewer places to choose from. So um, then if you, now, if you need something that feels a little bit more like a house, you know, than like a condo or, or a nicer apartment, uh, you can look at townhomes. Now townhomes are in extremely high demand. And I'll, I'm going to remind me two things that I want to make sure that I hit on, on this topic is how to avoid the scams because they are out there big time. And um, number two, how to be competitive in a competitive market. So make sure that I circle back around to that. But the, the townhomes you're going to start seeing, you know, townhome, the way I'm talking about it is like you have basically a house. You might pick up a yard, 
you have a garage, but you're going to be sharing a wall or two walls with another house. Um, you're going to see those start around 17 for the older construction into the mid twos, so about that 23, 24 range for the really nice townhomes. You know, that are new construction, big, big floor plans, nicer inside, that kind of thing. Um, single family homes, uh, you, if you really want a yard for the dog, for the kids, um, it's kind of a mixed bag. You're going to see uh, older single family homes built in the 60s and 70s. You're going to have to deal with some of the older home quirks, like smaller kitchens, smaller floor plans, smaller bedrooms. You're not going to get the giant ensuite type thing in those older homes. I just put one on the market this morning. Um, three-bedroom ranch, that's going to be going for $18.95, I think, so kind of right around that $2,000 mark, um, but enormous backyard. The newer construction homes, you're typically going to see um, smaller yards, with, with exception, right? There's exception to all of this, but just speaking, typically, you'll get into the, the homes uh, around the $2,000 mark, and really, not much more above 26, unless you're looking for like a luxury home, a big house. Um, and they're out there, you know, if you're a surgeon moving up here, they're out there um, where you'll see those places that are up in that, that 2,800 and above range. Um, plan on, you know, the, another thing to consider on those single family homes is you're probably paying for your own gas, same with townhomes. So what I would do, the, the local gas company is called NSTAR, that's E-N-S-T-A-R, and call them, um, not during lunch hour, and not right after work, Alaska time, but call them on an off hour, probably early in the morning, and hit zero, go to their customer service department, give them the specific address you're looking for. Um, so if you're looking at a particular house and you're trying to price it out of what it's going to cost to live there, um, gas is the big one up here. Um, if you're moving from some of the southern states, don't worry, your electric bill is going to be very reasonable. You will not have AC. That's just, that's Alaska. You don't need it. Um, but you need to pay attention to that gas bill. The older homes are going to have higher gas bills, offset by the fact that they're usually smaller. But those new homes are very efficient, and the gas bills will typically be more reasonable. But call NSTAR when you're looking at a couple of specific homes and ask them for what's called the high, low, and average. And that will give you an idea of what that gas bill will be. That's a really good indicator of how well was the home built. Um, <clears throat> and you can start to see, you know, if you, into the low 200s isn't unreasonable for a high. Um, you know, 80 to 110 somewhere is typical for the average. Uh, if you see much more above that kind of 280 mark uh, for a high, uh, just know that, you know, that home might be kind of leaky. Yes, those ones right, from the 70s are like that. Yeah, and it'll just cost you more over time. Exactly. Yeah, plan, plan on paying all your utility bills. And, um, uh, you know, if you're getting a yard, if you're getting, uh, you know, you got a driveway, um, unless you really want to work out, you might want to consider getting a snowblower when you get up here. Uh, you can usually find them on the used market. Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, all that kind of stuff all, all the time. So, um, you know, if, if the place you're looking at has a decent sized driveway, you will want a snowblower. Um, right. 
no, for yeah. sure. <clears throat> so for a lot of folks that might be moving in from out of state, you know, a big question they have is <clears throat> me not having residency up here yet. Is that going to put me at a disadvantage when I'm making applications to get into rental properties? So yeah, just from your perspective, is that something that's kind of a disadvantage? And if so, is there anything they can do to, to try to minimize that? It doesn't have to be. Um, if you have a job offer, most property managers like myself, if you submit your job offer letter from your new employer, I will accept that as, as proof of income. Uh, and um, we might call them and verify. But, um, you know, if you're military, I'm not worried about it. Any, any property manager worth their salt can go through and do the calculation for BAH, BAS, COLA, that kind of stuff. We, we know that you're going to get a pay jump when you get here, unless you're moving from Hawaii or maybe overseas. Um, so yeah, you generally, if you're, if you're moving from out of state, I wouldn't worry too much about that as far as like whether or not you're going to get approved as long as you have a job offer. Now, if you don't have a job offer letter, if you're moving up here and you're, um, you're going to kind of figure things out and that's what I did. Um, you might have to, you know, rent something a little lower scale and maybe justify the fact that you can pay that based on your prior history on your, on your credit report. Right. Right. So one issue a lot of folks are running into though, to get a job offer, they have to establish residency and mm. to establish residency, they need the job offer. So yeah, I don't know if 22. you, yeah, I don't know if you have mm -hmm. any, any strategies to, to help people not slip through the cracks of that, sure. that system, but well, hope, yeah, hope a good credit report goes a long way. You know, I, I, I moved up here already having owned a home, you know, financed a vehicle. So, you know, I had a credit report. Um, and, uh, you know, having some savings now depends on the property manager. Like if I see an absolutely outstanding credit report and I see that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm working on multiple jobs. I might be able to approve you for something like a condo, you know, so reasonably nice housing. It's, that's going to be a harder stretch on a single family home, you know, where we're talking $2,100 a month and you don't have a job. I don't know that I'm really doing my job if I'm qualifying you for that yet. So uh, been there. That was me, man. I, I lived in a few apartments as we kind of, you know, got back on our feet, so to speak, when we first moved up here. So, um, yeah, I, I remember that, you know, applying for jobs and they, you know, they'd ask you like, I mean, some of them, even for the government positions I was applying for, they even asked how much, you know, how much did my wife like it up here? It's like, what? What they were worried about was, you know, the wife hated the winners and would drag me back to the lower 48 if they offered me a position kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of yeah, employers... I get it. Yeah, a lot of employers have been burned before. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I uh, I definitely understand the frustration on both sides. <laughs> There's a lot of job opportunity up here, though. There's a lot, especially if you're in the trades. Holy smokes! I mean, I know guys in HVAC companies that are hiring out of Georgia and just paying insane amounts and saying, you know, dude, get your butt up here. You know, there's all the work in the world for you. So, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how do you stand out in a good way when you're applying to these places? And this kind of goes back to what you were saying before about mm -hmm. being competitive when you're making the application. Sure. Um, ID. I need to know that you are who you say you are. 
I want to see pay stubs, right? If you're moving up with a, um, you know, if you're getting a job transfer, um, and I work with people, you know, both on the civilian and the military side, doing job transfers, just give me your pay stubs. Um, like I said, any property manager worth their salt can do the math on your, your increase in pay for a federal position. Um, as far as, um, you know, get that job, that job offer letter is going to go a long way. Uh, you know, I see a lot of them. There's a lot of people that get job offer letters, you know, get, get a job before they come up. Um, you might be surprised, you know, how, how often that'll happen. So that's going to be the big thing is, um, what does your credit history look like? What does your criminal history look like? Do you have money? You know, that's, that's the basics of a background check. And do I believe that, it, am I going to have my service department? If I, if me as the leasing guy, if I put you in one, two, three, four main street, are they going to be, you know, making a voodoo doll of me later because I put you there, you know, because you're not paying and you're trashing the place, you know, can I look the owner in the eye and say, yeah, I made a good decision in putting you in that property. So supporting documentation basically is, is what helps. The other thing to get more to like how competitive the market is right now. Um, what you may have to do. And I don't like doing this. I really, in any other market, I tell you to not do this, but the market is so ridiculously competitive for that single family housing, townhomes, condos, single family homes. You might have to apply um, before you get here. So the way fair housing law works is the first person to apply is first in line, period. These do-it-yourself landlords that, that lay all the applications out on a kitchen table and pick their favorite, they don't know that they're breaking fair housing law. So I'm not saying people don't do that, but I'm saying for you know a legitimate property manager or an investor who knows what they're doing, they're they're, you know, when our applications come in, they're literally timestamped to the second. So I have to, by law, review that first application give them a yes or a no before I can even look at the next guy. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So um, ID, pay stubs, any supporting documentation you can provide. And then, and most property managers are going to require all adults, anyone over 18 to apply. So a common one, you know, if you're moving up with a friend, there's always one roommate that's really on the ball and the next guy never applies or he takes a week to apply. Oh yeah, dude, I'll get around to it. As soon as I get off work, I'll do it tonight. Uh-uh. I've already got another application that is complete. So if you're moving up with a roommate and your roommate has not applied, your application is incomplete. I am moving on to the next person in line. Let me, let me give you a taste of just how competitive the market is. I put a property on the market a few days ago. I was texting you about this, Jamin, right? 26 hours, 28 minutes from hitting the market, it was leased. That's how competitive it is up here. So, and that was a guy out of Fairbanks that applied sight unseen. And I hate sight unseen, I hate it. But it's kind of the reality right now if you're moving from out of town is that you might have to do sight unseen. So. As you talked about in our previous podcast, the crime maps, 
Use those crime maps, look at the neighborhood. Google Maps is your friend. Do a virtual drive around the neighborhood, right? Get a sense of things. Where's the grocery store? Is there a bunch of rundown cars, you know, in the in the neighborhood? Or does it look generally like someplace you'd like to live? Um, you know, and then you may have to apply before you see it, right? No. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely sounds like it'd be a good idea to, if you know you're going to be making an application for, for finding a rental property, don't wait until the one pops up to pull all this stuff together. Get your documents yes. squared away now before, exactly. before it shows yeah. up because it's, it's already too late if you're at that point. <laughs> yeah, have your feces co-located beforehand. Yeah, because yeah, you, you need to be ready to, ready to strike because um, there is just, if you're, and I'm speaking more to single family homes. If you're looking at an apartment, you're going to be okay. You probably don't need to do a site unseat. But if you're looking at that single family housing, condos, townhomes, single family homes, um, you need to be really Johnny on the spot and, and be ready to, ready to pull the trigger quick. Um, now, um, you know, you, you could wait till you get up here. Like if you're in the military and you can stay in, in a base housing for a little bit, or you can stay on, you know, on base at a, at a hotel. Um, <clears throat> but there's a housing shortage up here. So you might check out what the rates are. Um, during the period that you're going to be moving up here because the, the rates at hotels and Airbnbs are going up. They know there's a housing shortage too, and they're raising their rates accordingly. So you could, you could move up here. Um, now, here's another one I get constantly. Um, you know, we get the call, hey, I'm moving up in three months. What do you have back? What do you have then? I have no idea. I mean, I, w- I wish, and it's not incompetence on my part. It's just the reality of, I don't know what I have available. I don't know who's going to move out in the next 30 days, you know, unless they tell us. Um, the yeah, it's not like you notice. guys sit down in one big annual meeting and say, okay, well, this is exactly <clears throat> inventory. Right. We're going to have this entire time and everything's going to work exactly this way. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I mean, that would be awesome. And there's some property managers that attempt to do that. They'll say like, hey, this will be available in July. It might, it might. Or the carpet cleaner's truck might break and it might be a week late or they might find a pipe break or the tenant may not move out and they have to go to eviction. Or, I mean, there's so many what ifs that could possibly happen. I don't really like, that's why we don't do that. I don't put anything on the market that until I 100% know it is rent ready, right? I, I want to feel safe that you can move your two-year-old in and he's not going to kill himself, right? From the wiring we haven't got around to fixing yet, that kind of stuff. No, right. that's not acceptable. It needs to be ready to, ready to go. So that is the one challenge is I really wouldn't start looking. Um, I mean, if you wanted to start looking, let's say you are moving in three to four months. Yes, I would look now but more is to get a sense of the market. But, you know, what am I going to pay? Um, but nobody, nobody who's serious is really going to be able to tell you, oh yeah, I've got this one in July. You know, it might work out, but there's a lot of, a lot of potential problems that could happen between now and July. Right. And somebody that's advertising it like a for sure thing is, um, Maybe they have good intentions. Maybe they oh, legitimately sure. believe that, but yeah. there, there's a lot more ambiguity and a lot more, yeah. a lot more 
things that could go sideways than they might be aware of. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts to this. Right. Literal moving parts. Yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of things that can go that can go wrong. So um, the other big thing I would caution people is scams. Um, so my general advice is if you're moving up here and you're trying to do sight unseen, I try and I, if you have friends, family, coworkers, even somebody in HR, try to get them to go look at it. And what I mean by look at it is I mean walk in the front door. Here's how a scam works. Okay. So I'm going to pretend I'm a scammer and, and Jamin, you're the victim. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I live in Bangladesh. I go on, I use a VPN. I create an account on Craigslist. I go, I find someone else's ad. Maybe it's an old one. And I copy all the pictures and I copy the description and I create a new ad. And then I mark the rent as like a really good deal, right? So I'm going to get a lot of phone calls. And then I put it on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. And you call me and go, hey, I was looking at your place at 1234 Main Street. And I say, yeah. Well, see, here's the problem, Damon. See, I am an AIDS researcher. And right now I'm, I'm working on a project here in China. And so I won't be able to be there to show it to you. But if you go by, take a look, look in the windows. If everything looks good, you can wire me the money and I'll send you the keys. Some version of that, Some the, the, the big clue is fill in the blank position of trust. Therefore, I'm not in town. Therefore, wire me the money. Right now, as a professional property manager, I have systems where we can do everything electronically. Okay, so you can wire me money. The caveat is you can go on the state's website and look up our license. We have a website. We have history. We have Google reviews. We, you know, you can tell that we're a legit business. Um, but if you're going to wait till you get here um, to look, don't rent a place that you cannot walk in the front door with another human being. Because that is the one thing that a scammer in Bangladesh can't do. Okay, is open the front door for you. If you're going to go sight unseen and you're going to try and you know have a place locked down before you get here, which I might try and talk you out of, but if you're going to do that, um, I'd really try and have a friend go look at it for you. Go make sure it smells doesn't smell like cat pee and cigarettes too. That's the other thing. I'm not going to put anything on the market that is stinky, but it's not to say that other people won't. So I really like it if you can have a friend or family member go check it out, coworker. Now, last case, let's say you can't do that. You don't know anybody in Alaska. Nobody can go look at the place for you. Then what I would do is go to the property manager's websites bookmark those sites and watch those really closely. And yeah, you're not going to be able to rent from the do-it-yourself landlord in Eagle River. But um, you're going to have a much better chance of staying out of the scams. Um, because if, if it's if it's 100% electronic, um, 100% over the phone, you're just a really easy target for a scam. Right. No, that's that's a really good point. I'm sure it uh, would not be the first time that it's happened. 
we had a gal this summer showed up at a showing with her moving truck full, ready to move in. And my leasing guy goes, who are you? Oh, I'm Denise or whatever. I'm the one who sent all, you know, I sent you all those Walmart gift cards. Remember? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felt bad for her. We tried to help her out after that, but there's only so much you can do. There's only so much the FBI can do. Your yeah. money's gone. Yeah. I've seen people get conned by multiple scams in a row. You know, young soldier just got cleaned out. So be cagey, right? Be skeptical. Yeah. That's, I'm sure that's a, uh... That's a side of the process nobody likes to talk about, but thanks, mm-hmm. thanks for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the common expenses with moving into a property you can expect up here? I think they're pretty standard everywhere, but you know, what, sure. what can people expect? Um, you know, as far as like getting from where you're going to here, you know, that's going to be like anything else, you know, get a moving company or, you know, use pods or a similar company like that. Um, uh, uh, stuff to factor like weather, um, moving a couch on an icy driveway, been there, done that. It's, it's a good way to get hurt. You know, that's why you see most of the movement. We're so seasonal up here. You see most of the movement in the spring and summer. Um, so that's a good time to be buying just or, or be renting, but just keep in mind that the price is a little bit higher. If you're looking to, let's say if you're like, Hey, I want to rent. And then, Eight months from now, I'm going to start looking at a house. I'm going to call Jamin. We're going to go get pre-qualified. We're going to start looking at, you know, looking to buy. What I would do is, is you, you'd want to time that lease um, to where your lease ends somewhere in a spring or summer month. Um, you know, preferably like kind of early summer. Let's call that June. Um, because then, you know, Jamin's going to be able to work with you as far as like, Hey, here there, he, you're going to have more to look at on the market as far as buying. And let's say the market's not where you want, or your credit's not where you want, and you got to kick that out another year. That's great. You're you're in that spring or summer month, so don't shy away from a longer lease than 12 months. There is nothing written that says a lease has to be 12 months. It can be 18 months. Now in Alaska, you can't residential leases can't be greater than two, two years, but you know, so the other thing too, is I see people go, Ooh, I'm going to get on month to month. Okay. Here's a word of warning. Month to month is a sword that cuts both ways. Okay. You can leave with 30 days notice. The landlord can raise your rent with 30 days notice. The landlord can kick you out with 30 days notice. Okay, so there's two sides to that coin. So, and I'm going to tell you, I, I wish, you know, I think as good as my crystal ball is, I think rents are going to continue to go up. I think they're going to spike a little bit in the spring. It's going to slow down a little bit, but overall, you're going to see my rents trend up. So that longer lease will lock you in to that price. So if I were moving up in the next little while, I would try and sign a lease that ends somewhere from that, like May to August timeframe. So that a year from now, you can have worked with your mortgage broker, get your credit all squared away. You can start talking to Jamin in like June, right? You guys start looking at houses. You can lock one down, have time to close, have time to move, 
stuff takes longer than most people think, right? And and not only that, but you got a lease that's locked in. So if if things change, your your terms are set. Um, uh, I know I'm rambling on here, but I'm trying to brain dump all this stuff that I you know I hear all the horror stories from tenants when I'm out in the field. Here's another common one. Um, especially with the military. And I say this as a fellow veteran, right? Um, veteran moves up here, gets another veteran on the phone. He's doing it himself. Um, hey, I'm PCSing to Jay Bear. And, uh, you know, the, the guy, the homeowner goes, oh, I'm a veteran too. Tot- cool, bro. We don't need to do a lease. Oof. You know, you're military. I trust you. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, now, is anybody acting in bad faith in that? No. Is it, does it make it a good idea? No. You need, a lease also cuts both ways. A lease is a written documentation of what you agreed to with that landlord. Okay, what are we doing if this happens? What are we doing if that happens? Okay, sign a lease. Because if you don't, you are at the base standard of landlord tenant law and that's not a lot of protection the other thing i see common in those situations is yeah cool bro you can rent my place in eagle river i'm gonna i'm pcsing to texas and you can move in and um and my bro down the street he's still living there so if anything goes wrong you can just call him and he'll fix it he might might finish his fishing trip first you know, or he might go on a TDY and you're hosed with no dishwasher, you know, and now you're pissed off and you're looking up what, you know, 10 day notice to quit and all this, you're becoming a, you're getting your Google law degree and, you know, so, um, you know, just with the do it yourselfers, beware, be, be careful of promises of a bunch of repairs that are going to get fixed once you move in. Always sign a lease. Read the lease before you sign it. Um, the do-it-yourselfers will literally Google a lease, download it, and send it out. It may or may not be legal in Alaska based on language, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's really big. I mean, I know you and I are are pretty aware of the Alaska Landlord Tenant Act, just setting for a broker license, and obviously you. Mm-hmm. property management but yeah there's there's a lot of little things that might just be common well what people think are common street knowledge about renting up here that's not actually the letter of the law oh so. totally there's so many misconceptions you know oh you can't evict in the winter you bet your ass you can yeah yeah <laughs> i've done it you know so yeah there's like, a oh, yeah um, like oh so and so is evicting me after you know a 30 day notice month to month well it's like no no they're not evicting you they're just not renewing <laughs> that's exactly it i hear that all the time from from especially from the younger tits oh so and so evicted me and i'm like stop did you go to court well no did you have a court date no you're not being evicted stop telling people that you tell property manager you were evicted and i get real nervous right no your your lease was non-renewed yeah <clears throat> not great but way better than an eviction <laughs> hey maybe they were maybe they just wanted to do a remodel maybe they wanted to move back in just don't tell people you were evicted if you weren't yeah yeah totally 
So for people who are looking to make applications up here, what are some situations they can expect where it might be a little more difficult for them to find a place? You know, circumstances or, yeah, well, what, what yep, go ahead. Uh, well, single family home homes are going to be very hard to come by. I mean, we have just, just being straight, like we have had our inventory decimated in the last you know, 24 months because everyone's I've got a lot of owners that they wanted to sell. And it's like, well, I can continue renting and, or I can, you know, I can sell now and cash a hundred thousand dollar check. It's hard to argue with, you know what I mean? Um, and so uh, I don't have the inventory I near, nearly used to. There's just not a lot of inventory on the market. Um, so with those single family homes, you need to be Johnny on the spot, get that application in quick. You might have to walk away from some application fees. Sorry, that's the market. Um, we're doing a thing where if you if you apply and I never get to look at your application because I had to, you know because someone beat you to it, I can do one of two things: I can hold on to your application, or I can refund most of your application fees. That's the deal we're making with tenants right now because it's so competitive. We don't want people to feel like we're just like we're we're not in the game of making money on a, a, application fees. No, no property manager should be. Um, so we're trying to refund as much money as we can when people didn't get their applications considered. Um, um, so you know, I I would um, I I would start looking forty five to thirty days out. Um, if you're looking at single family housing, be very competitive. If you're if you're looking at apartments, there's going to be enough up here. I would wait till you got here, you know, um, spend a couple of weeks in a hotel if you have to, but I, I would go actually look at the units, um, make sure that, you know, you see the unit you're moving into, um, go check out the neighborhood, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, sign a lease, sign a lease, sign a lease. Perfect. So do you have any, any sites you really recommend? or sites, um, groups, and mm -hmm. like that, you'd recommend tenants go check out to find those quality rental options? There is, there's a lot on Craigslist and Facebook, but with the caveat, there's a lot of scam activity there too. That's, that's where you're most likely to run into a scam. Um, I would, I would stick to Zillow after they started charging for ads, you saw, saw a lot of people leave Zillow. So Zillow's not the good bet it used to be. Trulia is pretty good. Um, Trulia is a great site. You can also go to the property manager's websites. Um, just Google property management Anchorage or property management Wasilla. Um, our site is rpmlastfrontier.com. That's RPM, like real property management lastfrontier.com. Click on that rental search. You'll see everything we've got. You can apply, you can schedule showings, everything from our website. Um, there's, there's some reputable companies up here. Read the Google reviews. Um, I have nasty Google reviews. I mean, it, that's part of the game, right? I had to hold someone accountable to adult stuff. So they decided to trash me on Google. You know, so take, take the Google reviews with a grain of salt, but if you see a lot of negativity or if you see a little too much positivity, mm. uh, there are some property managers up here that like to buy reviews. So if it kind of, if it feels too good to be true, kind of, it's one of those, it is. And the same would go through like 
if you're seeing like a typical three bedroom sitting around at a certain price, and then you see this one that's just an amazing deal, probably could too good to be true as well. So um, either it's in terrible condition or it's a scam or you know something like that. So I would you know check the property manager's websites and just be really stay frosty when it comes to Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace because the scam activity is out of control there. Outstanding. <laughs> All right. Well, you've given a lot of great advice here. And um, I think these are great tips that, that listeners are going to be able to take and, and apply on the real tactical, real world, real world sense. So I, I do really appreciate that. Do you have any further advice that you would give to somebody looking to, um, to come up here and to rent? Um, Alaska is awesome. I love living here. You'd have to drag me out kicking and screaming. Um, I love living here. I just absolutely love it. Um, you know, consider though that, you know, if you're moving from a warm state and I, and I grew up in Colorado, so I was used to snow, but not like this, you know, so the road conditions, like the longer those, you know, try and find a place reasonably close to work because, you know, those, you know, the Eagle river, the Valley, if you, if you work in an anchorage that, you know, especially in the winter, um, there's going to be some days where that, that hour drive might take you three. So. Right. <clears throat> Outstanding. Yeah. Well, Eric, I really do appreciate it, sir. And Absolutely. Um, you know, for those of you that um, want to find out more information, we will have um, RPM last frontiers um, website linked in the show notes down below. So certainly do go check them out. And um, if you have any questions about what's going on with the rental market, certainly feel free to reach out to them. I, um, can sometimes help a little bit, but you know, my priorities and what I have to give my time to is a little bit different. So RPM is probably yeah. going to be your, probably going to be, why I don't quote, this is why I don't quote sales prices. I stay in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> there you, it's yeah. very true. Yep. But Eric, I do appreciate it, sir. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye buddy. Thanks again.